Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. How's it going? It's going. You know, we had a fabulous fun weekend. I'm still recovering a little. For some reason my knee is super swollen and I can hardly walk. But you know, other than that, I'm great. Well, you know, we spent a lot of time in the car this weekend. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Right? We did have a fun trip. We went to Montana to watch my daughter play softball. Oh, we ate in some fabulous places. We went through Yellowstone Park. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely, definitely worth it. But still, still recovering on my end of things. Yeah. Sometimes you need that down day to uh, Mm. get your feet back underneath you. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hear that. All righty. Well, our case today is our MMIW case. This is our Tuesday case. And this is an interesting case because uh, it is still a missing persons case per se, but there actually is a suspect in custody. But even mm-hmm. that takes a lot of twists and turns. So buckle your seatbelts, my friends, because this case... Uh, it's it's a wow. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So this is the case of Rita Denise Faye Jaramillo. So Rita was 49. She lived in south, uh, south of Albuquerque in a rural area called El Cerro, El Cerro Mission. Okay. She was the parts manager at AutoZone. Mm-hmm. And had two daughters, Leslie and Denise, and some grandkids. And one day, she talked to her kids a lot, talked to her mom a lot. She was just, you know, pretty regular family. And meant the world, the whole world to her family, of course. And she, one evening, she talked on the phone to her daughter, Leslie, uh, on September 20th. Uh, in 2018. So September 20th, 2018 was the last time anyone spoke to her. Uh, She was supposed to actually be at Leslie's house the next morning. They had a plan to get her little boy ready for picture day at school. Well, mom never showed up. This was a Friday. And Leslie wasn't super worried about it. They're both really busy. And she was like, well, she probably just had other things going. No big deal. Maybe she got called into work. Well, she didn't hear from her for the next two days, which she had to work all weekend. So that wasn't abnormal. But still, by that evening, uh, things were, she was a little worried. So hmm. then on September 23rd, she got a call from her grandma, Martina, who uh, was uh, the mom of Rita, to say that Rita's house had burned down. Oh. So Rita lived in a mobile home and they had called Martina at about 2 a.m. on September 23rd and said there was a fire. So, of course, they headed straight over there. Uh, The fire marshal said it was very suspicious, but that was about all they would say. Uh, The day after the fire, they did let the family inside 
and there were two tires stacked up inside. Ooh. And apparently people will put tires in fires to make them burn hotter and longer. Sure. So they thought maybe those were staged there for that reason. But Rita was nowhere to be found and neither were her dogs. Mm. And neither was her car. But they didn't feel like the dogs or Rita were in the rubble of the fire. Hmm. Yeah. So her car had been missing. The following Monday, the Albuquerque police called Leslie and said, we have found your mother's car. It's at an apartment complex on Wyoming and Comanche. And she said, okay, it's part of a missing persons case. Hold on. I, I need to call the sheriff's department and let them know. So they basically, uh, they left it there so that the Valencia County Sheriff's Office could come and inspect the car. Well, by the time they got there, the car was gone. What? Yeah. Big botch right there. Yeah. So they didn't wait for the other police department to come. They just left it? Yep. Oh, no. Yep. So the car is now missing. It was the only piece of evidence. So by October, finally, the uh, state police get involved to investigate the case uh, because it's branching out into other counties and for jurisdictional issues, it makes more sense for the state to take it over. Mm-hmm. So they do. And they start following up on some tips and they do have a person of interest. So eight months after the fire, they arrest a guy named Arthur Lovato. So I haven't showed you guys any pictures. I want to do that. So I'm going to pull a couple of pictures up here. But uh, Arthur was somebody apparently that had dated briefly before, but wasn't dating at the time of her disappearance but she had dated him so his her kids were familiar with his name but uh this was you know the first that they had heard anything about him as far as this case is concerned it seems like they didn't have really good uh communication from law enforcement about what was happening okay so this is rita okay and this right here is our uh, our perp. So mm-hmm. this is Lovato. He was arrested on first degree murder. First degree. Well, two charges of murder. I don't know how they do things in New Mexico. This was interesting. First degree murder, depraved mind. First degree murder, willful and deliberate. Second degree murder, voluntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. Hmm. Okay. Evidence being uh, the body. So after he is arrested, they actually seal the arrest warrant. So nobody knows why they, what evidence they have against him. Right. How are they charging him with first degree murder with no body? They say that they have to 
Uh, but as far as her family's concerned, she is still a missing person, like uh, to this day. But they have to. So this was in, by the way, this was in June of 2020 when he was charged. Oh, okay. So a couple of years after she goes missing. Let me double check that. No, I'm sorry. It was May 2019. Oh, sorry. Okay. There's more okay. coming. So, <laughs> yeah. Six ish months, six, this eight months after she goes missing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All righty. So, yeah. So they immediately just decide to uh, seal the case. Uh, because investigators say that they need the uh, details of the case to be under wraps because that is leverage that they will have to question people to get more, to get their case together, essentially. It's, it's odd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. Uh, they Feels also like the learned... before the horse here. Yeah. One thing that they had learned is that she didn't go to work all weekend. Okay. So nobody had seen her all weekend. Uh, which was odd because she would have been working on September 22nd, se September 23rd, right? But she didn't show up to her daughters a day before that. And then the house didn't burn until September 23rd. So mm -hmm. there's kind of, there's a little missing time there, you know, not For sure. sure. Yeah. What was happening during that time? The fire, by the way, did start in the south end of the home. Uh in the bedroom and it just burned part of the house. Okay. Anyway, so moving forward, as we know, this case was sealed. Well, he does go ahead and plead not guilty. Big surprise. Mm -hmm. And then nothing really happens in this case. At some point, one of the dogs is actually found. Where? Uh, but the other dog, let's see. In South Valley area. So there were two dogs. There was a black and white pit bull and a small white uh, mop dog. The family called him. <laughs> anyway, the pity was actually found. Yeah. In Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. But uh, the little other little, or I think Albuquerque, the other dog was not found. So everything just is so, there's so many unanswered questions, right? And of course, the police have this case locked down, so nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. Well, so then, so this, of course, is, you know, in, uh, that was in May of 2019. Mm -hmm. Well, in June of 2021, here just a few months ago. Yeah. There's new charges that come forward and a bunch of new information. Not on that guy. On this guy. Oh, okay. So this is a real genius named Kevin Rangel. Mm. So Kevin, as it turns out, is a key witness in the murder case. Okay. Kevin was being arrested. He was being charged a while ago mm -hmm. in this murder as an accessory. Well, rather than go down for it, he produces the murder weapon. And he says... Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. 
of a body we've yet to see uh-huh. what was the manner of death well here's the story he says that on september 21st that lovato showed up at his house with a 44 caliber revolver that he wanted him to dispose of for him and that there was a dead woman inside the car that he was driving the car of course belonging to the dead woman right and he supposedly told wrangle that he had shot her in the face and just wanted him to get rid of the gun for him yeah so he agrees to testify against the police or sorry against uh not the police he agrees to testify against lovato so he doesn't dispose of the gun he stashes it he says he's holding on to it as insurance insurance mm. from what i don't know i guess this very instance yeah you know to, to not be the one blamed here i guess mm-hmm so the dude has a violent criminal history, Wrangle does, that is just shocking. Shocking as hell. He has 25 convictions. Whoa. Two five. Yeah. That's, and most that's a of lot. them, yeah, from all the way back to his uh, juvenile days. But I mean, this guy is not good. Mm. So. They were, there were pending felony charges for aiding Lovato in that shooting, but he also was facing charges in the vicious beating of the mother of his child in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So he makes a deal and says uh, he'll testify against his friend. So they release him from jail. This was uh, a year prior, so in October 2020. They release him from jail on a GPS monitor. Well, while he's on a GPS monitor, he is out selling drugs right and left. The ineptitude of all of this is just so unbelievable. It's hard to even believe. But while he is wandering around on on an ankle monitor, he has said that he's been selling uh, something like, oh, I can't remember. I'm going to have to find it in here. But a, an enormous amount of meth every month. Just staying within his boundaries. Yeah. And so just he's not drugs. setting off the monitor. Wow. Yeah. So on June 7th of 2021, the FBI leads a raid on him. They see six weapons, including a machine gun, 15,000 fentanyl pills, 12.5 pounds of heroin, 2.5 pounds of meth, 60 pounds of marijuana, and $15,000 in cash, and a ballistic vest. Good God. So he's also been showing up to be the concerned citizen that he is, you know, in the whole murder trial. He's been mm-hmm. in pre-trial interviews with defense attorneys and prosecutors and... You know, showing up to be the guy that's going to testify against, you know, the other guy wow. in the murder. Yeah. But clearly an upstanding side, citizen. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, 
He is trafficking fentanyl, heroin, and oh, he admitted to trafficking up to 100 pounds of methamphetamine per week. Holy shit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, they need to, you know, get him on. Uh, yeah. Singing about who is providing him with that much meth every week uh, to sell. Yeah. Who the hell is that coming from? Good Whoa. question. So in weeks before he was arrested, Rangel uh, got really paranoid because he says that someone he'd been robbed. Somebody robbed him of $50,000 and 18,000 fentanyl tablets. Mm. According to the federal criminal complaint that I cannot find. But mm. uh, at any rate, right now he's facing a single federal charge of being in a uh, felony possession of a firearm. So that's probably going to go up a little bit. Uh, th there will be more charges. But that's what he was charged what? for. A myth, uh, yeah, initially. But the firearm he was charged with possessing, the 44 the cal that he kept him? as insurance. That's the gun he's been packing around. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, you're right. This guy is a real genius. What in the absolute hell is happening here, right? Yeah. He has nine felony convictions and 25 prior arrests. Convictions that include drug trafficking, armed robbery, attempted murder. And just so you know, his nickname on the streets is Wacko. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If ever there were an apt nickname. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or maybe um, Guts, Balls. Yeah. The dude has no fear. Wow. No. No. Yep. So the court records state that he claims that Lovato showed up in Al Albuquerque where he was staying, driving Rita's car, and Wrangle says he could see a partially covered woman's body on the seat. Mm -hmm. He claims that Lovato confessed to shooting her in the mouth and killing her. That's also a part of the criminal complaint that I was unable to ascertain. I wish I had it, but I, and again, he says he kept the gun for insurance in case anything came back on him. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. he'd really be protected at this point. Yeah. He does claim he wasn't in town when Lovato burned down the trailer, but he said that he did know that Lovato put tires inside the trailer to try to help burn the whole thing down. Okay. So are these charges all based on his word? Yeah. That's all they have? Well, we don't know that because the you know, they've sealed all of the right. uh, documents. But but as far as uh appearances are, yeah. He, this is what they've got. This jackass. This is not exactly what I would call a trustworthy witness. Yeah. However, he does have knowledge that others would not have. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So there you go. So anyway, so now Wrangle is sitting in jail. He's got, you know, all kinds of uh, charges pending against him. And he is the star witness in Rita's murder. 
Here's what's really crazy. Rita was killed in 2018. Lovato went to jail and was charged in 2019. It's now 2021, and that has still not gone to trial. Now, with COVID, yep, that's probably why. Uh, Also, when Lovato was arrested for Rita's uh, death, he was already in prison for something else. So he's not going anywhere. Okay, okay. So they're not too worried about, like, speedy trial or anything. Apparently not. These guys are just career criminals. Yeah. Mm. So Wrangle, of course, is in jail until further notice, which I would imagine is a damn long time. Mm, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, yeah. So that's what, uh, that's kind of what's happening. One interesting thing, there is a partial transcript from a defense interview with Wrangle. In a motion to compel, uh, Michael Rosenfield, who is Lovato's lawyer, he had a conversation in which he asked Wrangle was there an agreement between you and the state of New Mexico to be released on the aggravated battery charge in Valencia County as a result of agreeing to cooperate with the state in the case against Lovato? And he says no. So your cooperation with the state in this case against Lovato had nothing to do with your being released uh, in October 2020. Is that what you're saying? And Wrangell says, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So. Then in court records, he states, as a witness and concerned citizen, Kevin Lee Rangel has voluntarily agreed to testify against Arthur Lovato for the state without any consideration from the state. But that's a worry because. Right. Because these are mistakes that could get a case thrown out. They definitely are. And I mean, or not maybe thrown out, but a witness uh, excluded. Yeah, right. And and to call Wrangle a concerned citizen. Are you effing kidding? me? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he draws the line at murder, but he's okay with domestic violence and Mm -hmm. trafficking and all this stuff he's doing. But murder is where he draws the line, I guess. Yeah. I guess everybody's got to have their boundaries. I don't even know what to say about this dude. I but know. yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's probably part of the other reason that they have not taken this to trial is this is all they've got. And as far as uh, missing persons uh, sites, MMIW sites, uh, and what I can gather from uh, all of the research I've done, her body is still missing. Yeah. Her, her family doesn't, uh, they have not had that closure. Of knowing where Rita is or what, you know. No, he buried it out on the desert. Yeah. And then burned the trailer to burn evidence. I mean, yeah. it's it's not like rocket science, but I mean, that yeah. that is what happened. And he's, you know. I'm guessing he was trying to burn the trailer to, and put those tires in there hoping it would burn hot enough. That they would just think that she died in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which. um, Because these guys are not smart. No. Right. No, they are are not smart. Um, Unfortunately, I feel like the dogs just 
ran away. Like the dogs were just let out and they just took off mm-hmm. out of fear. Poor babies. That part just makes right. me really angry. I know. That's horrible. But I do feel like poor Rita, um, she's buried. She's buried out in the desert. And I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't. Unless they actually get Levada to turn and and give some information, I don't think they're going to find her, which is right. Awful. And thus far, he has refused to say shit, so they yeah. just don't know. Yeah. Well, I I feel like his attorneys know that they don't have hardly anything on him. The only reason any of this is standing up is because he's in prison. If yeah. he were not in prison and these were the only charges he were facing this would have been thrown out because they don't have enough they just don't but they're not going to fight it too hard while he's incarcerated yeah uh but i do feel like it it will take him reporting her location to actually find her which sucks yeah Mm -hmm. i feel really bad for her family right i mean they have not had this desperately yes And they're still actively seeking justice and answers. Of course. And in the meantime, uh, Rita's mother has passed. Oh. And so not only did they lose their mom, they've also lost their grandma. And yeah. so they've, you know, they, they've just, they've just been hit in the face at every turn. And now. My sense is that he took her out and buried her right after he got rid of the gun. Uh, with a uh, wrangle. Yeah, that that was the next step. That he went and he buried her body. Yeah. It's in the New Mexico desert. I mean, I can't tell you where. I can't. Mm-hmm. It just looks like desert to me. But I feel like that's what he did. And then he realized people were going to start looking for her, and maybe he, you know, none of this was planned. This all happened. No, he's an idiot. He is an idiot, and this mm-hmm. all happened very spontaneously. He had a fight mm-hmm. with her. I really her. wonder if he was, if he showed up at her house looking for money. Yeah. You know, because it was definitely uh, drugs involved here, you know. Yeah. It really made yeah. me wonder, did he show up there hitting her up for money? And she told him no. And I get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. And, yeah. you know, this is how it all, uh, all went down. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I think that after, you know, thinking things over a couple of days, it dawned on him that there would be evidence in, in her house of him mm-hmm. and that he needed to get rid of that. And the, the burning the trailer down was um, an attempt at that. Also, it was yeah. an attempt at explaining her disappearance. Yeah. That went yeah. very wrong. Yeah. What a fool. Ugh. Very, very disappointing that the car disappeared in the first place. Uh, oh, gosh, that was a that's... huge misstep. Yeah, it it, it was really suffered due to that. Yeah, they would have found um, evidence in that car. Yeah, I feel like there would have been a lot of evidence in that car, but that that's really unfortunate. Yeah, but well, it's like there were these two different things going on at once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was confusing. Well, and just truly horrible people. Oh, my God. Horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Our concerned citizen whose testimony is likely not going to stand up in court because of (laughs) who he is and what he does. and Yeah. That's what I think probably the most worrisome. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, then he's been packing that gun around for a couple of years. So what kind yeah. of evidence is even left on it? None, probably. Right. Yeah. You know, just if he were truly a concerned citizen, he would have gone right to the police. But right. I would imagine that that was, uh, you know, like uh, a little self-defense on his part that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Some self-preservation there. Yeah. Holy cow. Yep. Yep. Just unthinkable. Yep. So, of course, uh, you know, all of our love to Rita's family. You guys do not deserve this. You should never have to go through something like this. And we're going to continue to hold space that at some point, at least you guys can take your mom home and bury her and have that closure. You deserve that. Absolutely. And that these jackasses both end up in prison for the rest of their lives. Oh, please. Yes. That's certainly the best case scenario. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, that's it. So thank you for that. And you guys, this is our Tuesday case. So we'll be back tomorrow with another case. We'll be back uh, Wednesday evening, of course, at 7 p.m. Mountain for case updates. Then we'll be back on Thursday night at 8 o'clock for the Psychic Hour um, it looks like there's a few things going on in the Gabby Petito case that we might want to jump in and update you on. Um, there is some scuttlebutt that they may be much closer to finding Brian and Gabby's parents are doing a press conference tomorrow. So we'll see if anything big happens. We'll do uh, a, a breakout uh, live stream and let you know yeah. what we're finding out. Yeah. But other than that, that's kind of where this week stands. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys.